Ivian's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman. Episode 7, SDA-DHCP Process. The Chicken and the Egg Story. When you work with SDA or Cisco's software-defined access solution, one of the important items to consider is the shared services. These are the services such as DHCP, DNS, NTP, that all live outside of the fabric but are utilized by both the fabric devices and the actual endpoints. In this episode, we will examine how DHCP works within the fabric, but first, let's discuss the chicken and the egg problem in SDA. It is not uncommon to hear kids ask, which came first, the chicken or the egg? As we all know, you have to have a chicken in order to lay an egg, and then the chicken grows up from an egg. One always needs the other. There is a similar conundrum in SDA with the end-user VLANs. If you have a VLAN SVI on an access layer switch, that SVI will not come up until at least one port is forwarding for that VLAN. Additionally, SDA uses only layer 3 links between switches, so there is no VLAN trunking configured. So then, how do we get a user an IP address in a VLAN where the SVI may not yet be up, and then to make matters more complicated, each fabric edge switch has the exact same SVI with the same IP address in order for the Anycast gateway feature to work. As you can see, there are several network issues going on here that SDA must address in order for DHCP to work. Before we get into how the fabric handles DHCP, let's have a quick review on the DHCP protocol itself. There are four messages that we have to consider. First, the endpoint has to indicate that it needs an IP address via DHCP. This is done via the DHCP discover message. This is a layer two broadcast. The layer three information has an all zeros address for the source and 255, 255, 255, 255 for the destination. At layer 4, this is a UDP packet from source port 68 to destination port 67. A DHCP server will receive the DHCP discover and reply with the DHCP offer. At layer 2, the frame will have the server's MAC address for the source, the endpoint's MAC address for the destination. Layer 3 will have the server's IP address for the source, the offered IP address for the client as the destination, and at layer 4 it will be a UDP packet from port 67 to port 68. The payload of the packet will have the client's offered IP address, subnet mask, as well as any other information that has been configured on the DHCP server to pass to the client. Because more than one DHCP server could have responded to the client, the client will then send a DHCP request packet, which is a unicast message direct to the specific DHCP server requesting the IP address that was offered. That server can then reply back via unicast with a DHCP acknowledgement. Now this description of DHCP is simplistic as it only discusses the scenario where the DHCP server is within the layer two broadcast domain of the client. This is not the case in the SDA fabric, but we will discuss those details as we go. So back to our SDA fabric. We have a client that is attached to our SDA fabric edge device 
via a wired connection. It needs an IP address. Let's examine what happens now. First, the client will send a normal DHCP discover message. Remember, this is a layer two broadcast. Since the fabric expects the DHCP server to be outside the fabric as part of the shared services, the Fabric Edge SVI is configured with the DHCP server as a helper IP address. Therefore, the switch will accept the Layer 2 broadcast and make it a directed unicast message from the switch to the DHCP server. Now I know what you're thinking. How is the SVI on our Fabric Edge node actually up? If you caught that, then good work. As part of the initial phase of the port coming up, the port is configured with one of several different authentication templates. Regardless of which authentication template was used, once the port authentication has passed, the switch would have learned which VLAN to assign to the port, whether the assignment is static or dynamic. Therefore, the SVI is able to come up and handle the Layer 2 DHCP Discover message. As part of the configuration on the SDA Fabric Edge node, DHCP Snooping and Option 82 are configured. This allows the Fabric Edge node to insert its R-lock, that is the loopback zero IP address which is unique within the fabric, as well as the virtual network identifier into the option 82 portion of the DHCP packet. The server will ignore this information and just copy it back in all of the server responses. As we will see, this will be useful to our SDA devices later on. The Fabric Edge node forwards the packet to the egress border node via VXLAN. And the border node is able to decapsulate the packet and forward it normally out of the fabric to the DHCP server. Once the DHCP server receives the Discover packet, it determines the client IP address information and is ready to respond via the DHCP offer message. But wait, there are no hosts in our end-user network. How does the packet route back to the fabric? Again, we see our chicken and egg story popping up. We can't advertise a route if it does not exist yet. Here the border node helps us out. The border node is configured with a loopback in the virtual network with the same anycast IP address as our SVI on the fabric edge nodes, except that the IP address is a slash 32 address instead of the subnet mask found on the SVI. We then advertise the aggregate of that IP space matching the SVI net mask from the border node outside the fabric. This means that our IP prefix is advertised outside of the fabric even when we do not have a single host online for that IP space. So our DHCP offer message makes its way back across the network to the border node of our SDA fabric. But wait, the DHCP offer message is actually addressed to the border node as the destination since the border node has the exact same IP address as the SVI on the fabric edge node. This is where the option 82 information inside the DHCP payload is useful to the fabric. Remember the option 82 had the R lock and the virtual network ID of the originating fabric edge node. The border node will use this information to VXLAN encapsulate the DHCP offer 
to the correct SDA fabric edge node using that same R-lock in the Option 82 field. The fabric edge node is able to decapsulate the VXLAN packet and handle the DHCP packet correctly, forwarding it to the endpoint that started the DHCP conversation. For the endpoint, this whole process is invisible. It sends a layer 2 broadcast and learns all of its IP addressing information as if it were on the same layer 2 segment as the server itself. For wireless clients with fabric enabled wireless, the same process is followed with the addition of the access point between the fabric edge node and the endpoint. For wireless over the top, the client traffic is CAPWAP encapsulated to the WLC, so the fabric does not participate in the DHCP conversation. This has been Episode 7 of IBN's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman. Tune in next time as we discuss the Layer 2 border node functionality in SDA. We look forward to your comments and suggestions. Perhaps there is a topic you would like us to discuss. You can reach us on Twitter at IBN's Revenge or send us email to comments at IBN's Revenge.com. Revenge.